Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast, our Halloween spooktacular. It's Saturday, October 30th, 2021. What's going on? Halloween weekend. Spooky. I tell you what, you might be thinking, Quinn, today's not Halloween. You couldn't have recorded on Halloween. And I tell you what, tomorrow's Sunday. You got some competing factions, right? It's the Lord's Day, but you got Halloween at the same time, a very pagan sort of tradition, P-A-G-A-N, and uh, a lot of football too. And here's the thing, I got, I, I'm got i doing a Halloween Spooktacular podcast, and I've got a Halloween Spooktacular fantasy football note that I've got to write, uh, an annual tradition here. And I'm I'm squeezing this this episode in, like me trying to fit into my 32 32 jeans, because uh, I'm a fatty. Uh, no, I'm going to the Northwestern football game this afternoon. I gotta leave in about an hour or so. So by the time we record and do my extensive post production editing, you know, we, it's it's today's going to have to be snappy, zippy and brief. We're going to get it in and get it out like uh, like a like a hamburger chain on the west coast, in and out. I don't think I've ever had in and out burger maybe once, but uh yeah, I don't know. It's uh, People go nuts over it, and I'm just kind of like, eh, I don't care. I don't get fast food very often. And when I do, I try to do, like, local stuff, like the Clark Street Dog, which is a, a popular establishment. Something else, speaking of fast food, there's a, a local sort of fast food pizza chain here in Chicago called Rosati's. And somehow in the last, like, week... I haven't ordered from them since uh, the the week of my brother's wedding, which was in mid September. But some they clicked something with my preferences in the last week because now I'm getting like an email every other day. And the other, I think this was yesterday. I got an email from them. I don't believe I'm like enrolled or chose to enroll in any of their specialty rewards programs or anything like that. But their email literally said like. Quinn, you've accumulated zero points, 150 to go to earn your free breadstick or whatever it is. And I just thought that was really depressing that they would highlight the fact that I have zero points accumulated. And I haven't even enrolled in any of their programs, so I don't really know what they're talking about. But this is our, this is our Halloween special for year four of the Bean Tom Podcast, it's also episode 199. I will be coming to you live from New York City next weekend. That will be exciting. Uh, I have to work most of the time I'm there, but we will make time for you all, the fans. I want to give a shout-out to my friends out in the country of Pakistan. What's What do you think that the temperature is like in Karachi right now? Let's do a little Google search. Karachi weather. Who knows? You know, it's it's probably a little bit closer to the equator than Chicago is, but, you know, probably not like a crazy difference. Let's see. It's 78 degrees, 62% humidity, and wind 5 mile per hour. That sounds like a very pleasant day, although I think it's it's 10 p.m. in Karachi right now. It's I'm recording this at 12.30 p.m. here on Saturday, and apparently the high... Tomorrow is 91 and sunny. So that's, hey, that that's a little toasty, you know, especially with that humidity. So guys in Karachi and Hyderabad 
and the Kyber Pass. It's got to be cooler in the, the Kyber Pass, you would think. Seems like a lovely place to camp, perhaps. Uh, shout out to all of my friends. Thank you for making me the 112th ranked comedy podcast in the country of Pakistan. Looking forward to going up to Ryan Field in a little bit here. I have not been in uh, two years. Uh, the last time I was at Ryan Field was an ill-fated Northwestern versus Iowa game. I think the Cats lost by about 50, and I don't believe that to be an exaggeration of any sort. It was raining, and it was like mid-40s, and just a very unpleasant experience. And I'll tell you what, I thought that today might be somewhat similar to that because this week in Chicago has just been absolutely disgusting. It has been low low to mid-40s, seemingly always raining. That's It's not the case, but it, it just kind of feels like it's always been raining. Super windy, got some serious flooding here, nothing like what I've seen like out in Baltimore, the original Beantown. Uh, I know they've had some crazy flooding uh, going on this week and still going on, I think. But, um, you know, just kind of like always dark. And there was a little bit of sun on Tuesday and then a little bit of sun when I was out on my run this morning. But otherwise, it's just been kind of gray and gross here, the two G's. But it's it's I'll tell you what, I mean, I was wearing my long sleeve and shorts on the run this morning and it, I was really toasty. Like, I'm glad I had it, obviously, for the first you know, two or three miles, but the the end, I was I was really really sweating there, um, uh, hot enough to where I could have just like taken off the shirt. I decided not to, but um, it's my my point here is that it's actually like mid fifties today, still windy, but no precipitation and pretty cloudy. But like overall, could be a lot worse. And I thought it was going to be a lot worse for a football game, type of thing where you just like you know, wear jeans, a sweater, a regular coat, and, like, you can have a good time um, until the sun goes down. Then you just want to be a little bit heavier if you're, like, standing outside. But uh, it's going to be good. I'm excited. And, uh, yeah, they're playing the Minnesota Golden Gophers, who are actually better this year than I thought. I thought, you know, they were pretty uh, pretty crappy, but apparently they're 5-2. and two. Granted, I don't think they've really, like, beaten anyone amazing, but... You know, Northwestern's having a really rough year, and I kind of thought Minnesota was in the same boat, but they're not. They're 5-2, and two, so they're going for bowl eligibility today here, like me showing up at the cereal bar, and we're going to try to stop them. So we'll see how that goes. Drinking some of my bullet bourbon whiskey. We got, uh, or, or yeah, bourbon whiskey. We got a back order on bourbon over there on the counter. We got bourbon. Then there's the Woodford Reserve that uh, my brother and sister-in-law so kindly gifted me for uh, playing at their wedding. And then also, this is kind of strange, but my partner's boss uh, bought me some bullet, uh, not bullet, uh, a a Chicago-based whiskey that I have never had before or seen before. And so that's sitting over there on the counter too. So I've got like two and a half containers over there that I'm working through as fast as I can. And also I, um, I bought at Trader Joe's this morning, 10 a.m. a 10 a.m. beer run. No, I was getting breakfast, but there was a, a peanut butter 
Porter, I believe, sounds like enough to knock you on your keister from uh, however you say it, Sagatuck, S-A-U-G-A-T-U-C-K, brewing out there in Michigan. That's like the uh, the thumb of Michigan, right? That's where Sagatuck is. And apologies to my Michiganders out there for my pronunciation. I, I have not spent a ton of time in Michigan in my life, although I live just across a hop, a hop and a skip across a lake. I also, I, I tell you what, it had taken me a while to kind of get into the fall, uh, you know, Halloween season sort of thing. But I, I really leaned into it. I lent into it, L-E-N-T, into it this week. You know, I got this bourbon. Now I bought this peanut butter uh, porter, which I haven't had yet, but probably tonight or something. Uh, I bought – I went all out at Target earlier this week. I bought a pumpkin bourbon-flavored candle, which uh, I did the total splurge. Like, I've never splurged for a candle before. I always get, you know, the cheap kind of ones that – they're just kind of like a nice aesthetic, but you don't really get any aroma or flavor from them. But I tell you what, I spent $13, one three, on a pumpkin bourbon flavored candle this week, and I, I've been using it. It's great. I'm having a, gr- a good time, you know. It's, it's kind of fun in life in general when you work your, your butt off and now you have some money and I'm still saving most of it. But I can go to Target if I want and spend $13 on the expensive candle because it smells great and it's fun to have, okay? And I'm just soaking it all up. Uh, listener discretion is advised when you're listening to the Bean Tom podcast. Number one, we'll occasionally use some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively spooky. And speaking of spooky, I had a great idea Actually, two great ideas, and we're gonna we're gonna get to both of them. Uh, let's let's go ahead and uh, speak of the first one because it's very underdeveloped. Basically, I came up with the name and the concept, and that's it. Then we'll we'll talk Real Housewives real briefly because I don't really remember what happened this week. And then I've got a Halloween poem that I want to read that I wrote when I came back from my run this morning, which I think I think you're gonna like. It's just kind of. It's a little ghoulish, a little spooky, but at the end of the day, just very fun, okay? And I don't write a lot of poems, so I think, I think you're going to enjoy this. Um, here's, here's the big idea, the big epiphany I had while I was on my run this morning. A, uh, a, an, a Halloween-themed ice cream shop, the Crematorium. Okay, give it up, because here's the thing. I'm sure that that exists somewhere in the country, but I've never seen it, and there's no way someone's got crematorium trademarked or copyrighted or any of that stuff. So I'm thinking we've got all sorts of ghoulish flavors available. You could have, you know, it, it could sort of be like, you know, spooky flavors, like uh, triple chocolate chunk or... Uh, ghoulish ghost berries or something like that or maybe uh 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 uh, uh, peanut butter any sort of spooky ghoulish flavor maybe there could be like gargoyles on the outside maybe all the employees are dressed as goblins or ghouls or ghastlies i this this crematorium idea the sky is the limit we could have all sorts of ice cream. You could have uh, you could have Frankenberries and uh, other fruity and chocolatey flavors. We could have waffle cones. There's a lot still to be developed, and I don't, you know, haven't thought about it much more than that beyond the name. But I really like it. Crematorium. 
C R E A M, like uh, Eric Clapton's band. A T O R I U M, Cream Torium. Okay, so that was my big idea, and let's briefly mention uh, housewives here. But I also want to say and, and give a, uh, a a friend. Shout out to my friend Sam J. Anderson, not the actor from Lost, but the uh, Carvana salesman uh, from Appleton, who uh, came down all the way to to the the big city, Chicago, on Thursday night to go to a concert with me, a concert that I I was really looking forward to, and and we ended up having a great time. We went to see Bleachers, which... uh, a lot of you probably don't really know what that is or you've heard of it, but you don't really understand. Just to give you like context of what this band or project is, it's 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 Jack Antonoff's project. And if you don't know Jack Antonoff, he is a musician and producer. His kind of first big break onto the scene was as the guitarist for the, the band Fun with Nate Roos. And you surely know their songs if you don't know Bleachers. Fun had... Uh, like three big hits. They had um, "We Are Young." Tonight, we are young. Then they had um, uh, "Some Nights." Some nights I stay up. Then they had "Carry On." We lost and alone. Ain't it sinking like a stone? Carry on. So that was a three a three person project, and Jack Antonoff was was the guitarist for that. And then he is very notable for like producing stuff. He's produced a lot of uh, very famous, well regarded uh, artists and their records in the last couple of years. And like if you watch the Grammys last year when Taylor Swift did her performance because he produced one of her albums from last year. I know she had two, I think. Uh but like he performed live on stage with her with her at the Grammys. So Bleachers is his like frontman project and they re released their uh, third record um earlier this year, I believe. And I really like it. And they're they're pretty like pop punky but um they're they're well written songs too very strong lyrically and it was really fun to see them live i mean they got like two saxophones two drum sets or six guys total including jack and uh you know i i knew probably like half of their songs and didn't know the other half but it was still really fun and jack just like goes out there and has a great time and the audience feeds off of that so that was a really uh, good time thanks to sam for coming down uh that was that was fun to be able to do that sam is one of my best friends, and because he lives in Milwaukee, don't get to see him as much as I wish I did, but um, that was cool. We went and got Ethiopian beforehand. Sam had never eaten Ethiopian or East African food before, so I introduced him to that. He had some injera, and uh, yeah, it was a really good time. So great concert. Thanks to Sam for coming down, and I'll definitely see Bleachers again uh, next time they're in town. So uh, that was great. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. So the biggest thing going on right now is that 
you know, this. So Jenny is the newest housewife, number seven. And the like storyline with her so far in the first, whatever, seven or eight episodes of the season has been like, she doesn't want to have any more kids, but her husband wants to have kids. And he's like, oh, maybe we get a sister wife and all that stuff. Well, apparently the news lately is that, excuse me, this is all, and this is not going to be hard to believe, but this is all manufactured just for the show. And they're basically like creating this storyline just so that they have something interesting to do or talk about. And uh, the more it happens, like every episode, it's the same stuff. I mean, we've been doing this for weeks now. It starts to become more believable because it's just like they keep going through the same stuff. Otherwise, in Housewives this week, I mean, I don't even really remember what happened. I, I don't even know. I mean, I'm going to have to pull up a, a quick recap here because I thought I remembered what happened, but I really didn't. So I, you know, I, I definitely don't need to give you a full rundown, but I do, you know, we want to check in on the ladies real quickly here. Um, so basically, let's see what's going on here. We are on EW.com. Oh, this is not the recent one. This is this is talking about, oh, this is October 10th, 2021. That's not going to get it done. All right. What what on earth happened? Here we go. Okay. So basically Jenny and her husband Dewey are still going on about like the polygamy and the sister stuff. And, oh, I, I'm, I'm starting to remember now. They all got together and they went on some sort of, tubing snow tubing event that was apparently like two hours away from salt lake city that i think whitney organized and this was maybe the first time this season that they've gotten all the ladies together and basically like mary cosby showed up to this thing looking for a fight i feel like because she was just being like really short with jenny and they got into this weird like manufactured argument which is really strange. And um, then she got it. Mary Cosby got into an argument with Lisa, I think. And it's just kind of like, again, kind of feeling like like the producers were feeling like Mary Cosby has nothing to do here. So she just threw them into, threw her into the mix to try to get something going, which again, very believable. The more you think about it elsewhere, Heather threw this like one year anniversary party for the beauty lab. And there are all these kids, there these infants that were turning one years old, so there was a party there. Wasn't that interesting? Um, let's see. So, yeah, we had Mary arguing. with uh, First she argued with Lisa. Then she was arguing with Jenny about really stupid stuff that was not interesting. And then we learned, like, Jen was having some miscarriages, too. Basically, like, and this isn't to diminish it. This is just to, like... I, because there's nothing to diminish, but like everyone on this show, it feels like has had at least one miscarriage, um, which is really sad, but it's also just like, that's kind of what we're talking about right now. And it's like interesting to humanize these ladies, but we're not getting really any drama or anything. We get more creepy Seth. Seth is the worst. He like go there. They're out to drinks or dinner or something. Just the two of them. He's basically saying, like, oh, yeah, let's get some shots. Makes it easier to have sex or makes it easier to, like, you know, take your clothes off or something. It's just, like, Meredith seems really into it. So this episode, 
in case you couldn't tell from my recap, and part of it is just me being scatterbrained, but really that much didn't happen. And they did this big like ice tubing thing. And there's one of their friends of their names like, I don't know, Brittany or something. But it's just kind of like they're really struggling. I feel like if the whole Jen Shaw stuff didn't go down, like I don't know what their plan was for this season because they're really not doing anything that amazing. It's they, None of them really feel like they're friends. And the only ones, honestly, who I feel like who actually are like legit friends are like Heather – and Whitney, and then sometimes like Mary Cosby and Whitney, or like Mary Cosby and Heather. But even that, like anything to do with Mary Cosby, feels just kind of superficial. So, yeah, I'm not saying I'm losing my faith in the show because I know it's going to be really, really hot once Jen gets arrested. But it's just kind of like right now, we're just kind of like treading water a little bit. Um, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Part three of four reunion was this week. It was such such a snooze fest. I don't know why they felt the need to make this into four parts. Because literally, like, the entire hour that we got to see this last Wednesday night was just like, what are we talking about here? Uh, in fact, I didn't even watch it live because I forgot it was happening. That's how much of a snooze fest it was. You know what I did on Wednesday night instead for the first time ever? I watched Catch Me If You Can. I had never seen that movie before. I was just like tooling around Netflix looking for an interesting movie. And that popped up and I was like, damn, man, this is like a classic Spielberg from 20 years ago. Leo and Hanks and some other big names as well. Like uh, Amy Adams is in there. Um, what's her name? Banks. Lizzie Banks is in there. It's just, you know, great John Williams uh, score and soundtrack. Like I, I'm glad I watched it. It's definitely, you know, pretty much everything that happens in the movie didn't happen in real life. Um, but it's, you know, it's it was relatively entertaining. I It wasn't as, like, suspenseful or thrilling as I thought it was going to be. And I, I um, it was, it's kind of more, like, family-friendly almost, I guess, the way to put it. Uh, I was talking to Sam about this at dinner on Thursday night. Like, I feel like if that movie was made today, or maybe it was just a Spielberg thing, but, like, I feel like, there was an opportunity to make like a much grittier version of Catch Me If You Can. And um, I don't know. This film, like, I, I think that was my biggest, like, it left me wanting a little bit more because I felt like it was going to be just like a little bit more of like a suspense, like hardcore thriller. And it was a little bit more of just like, it felt a lot more playful, I guess. So that's fine. I still enjoyed it. I'm glad I watched it once. I don't anticipate ever watching it again, but great music. And that was Catch Me If You Can. I want to give a shout-out to our sponsors here before we get to our Halloween poem. Uh, if you, uh, let's see, if, if you need to sell your home or you just want to get it inspected, you live in Central Oregon, call Steve. He's my dad. He works and owns Home Pride Oregon. Uh, call him at 541-400-0316 or visit homeprideoregon.com. He will get you taken care of right away. The Samsung Q2U series has got crisp, clean audio quality when you need to record a jazz album or your you know, your own Halloween spooktacular, whatever you want to do. I don't know. It's your Samson. When God speaks, he uses a Samson. And finally, uh, our good friends Cuts by Q. When you need a fresh do, something snappy or new, just call the experts at Cuts by Q. You know, bowl cuts, fades, 
dreadlocks. I do it all. There was something I was going to say right as I started talking about Cuts by Q before I get to the Halloween poem. And I, oh, this was something that was kind of spooky that happened to, to Rachel and I. We were at Trader Joe's on Sunday, I think. And uh, to set the scene, we were just going to like walk in. She was doing her big shopping, and I was just getting one or two things. This was like midday Sunday, I think, after our uh, charity cycling class, which was a lot of fun. Our spin class raised money for breast cancer, $1 per person, because uh, we wanted to support the cause. But <laughs> you walk into like the Trader Joe's, and they got this vestibule where people come in and out. There's also the elevators there before you get into like the actual store. And so I've got my mask in my hands, like about to put it on, but I'm just like saying goodbye to Rachel. We're just talking because then we're going to go our separate ways because we're going to be there doing different things. And then we're going to meet up later, which we did. So I've got like my mask holding it into my two hands, like, uh, like at, you know, just below my chin about to put it on. Cause I'm just saying goodbye to my lovely GF. And all of a sudden I get a, Slap on the wrist from an employee as I'm, like, walking into the store. Like, you have to wear your mask. And it's just, like, that spooked me because I wasn't sure who she was talking to. And the other day, maybe, like, two weeks ago, I brought my own bag. And I'm bagging stuff at, you know, the Trader Joe's checkout line. And the guy is, like, I, you know, I can just give you a bag. I'm, like, oh, no, I got one here. And then he was, like, are you sure? And I was, like, yeah, no, it's just right here. I live right around the corner. And then a third time, he was, like, you know, I'm, I, can, I just give you a bag. And it's, like, I, did I stutter the first time? Like I appreciate, like I appreciate him offering me a bag. Thank you. Second time, it's like, oh no, I, I'm sure. But you go to the third time, like one, one is okay, courteous. Two is like just making sure. Three is like, dude, you better step off. Step off, George. I don't want to see you. Anyways, from uh, Seinfeld. I don't recall the name of the episode, but it's got Tony. He's a, he's a mimbo. Okay, I got one more thing for you. And you might be thinking, Quinn, this was your Halloween spooktacular. Like, this has hardly been spooky except for, like, the level of production or, or comedic values. That's kind of spooky. But, uh, no, I, here, here's, here's all I'm going to say. I got a Halloween poem. I wrote it. I want to share it with you. And uh, I'm going to let you privately celebrate Oh, something else I wanted to mention before before I finish up with my Halloween poem. Uh, I don't know if I'm like going out at all tonight. I'm I'm flying solo today. Rachel's in uh, Urbana Champagne with her sister. But I, uh, in case you're wondering, Quinn, are you dressing up? Are you doing any costumes this year? I I've been doing the same costume for like four years straight now, five years, something like that. And this year is definitely not the year to try to switch it up because Norm MacDonald passed away. The year before, it was um, Alex Trebek passed away. And I think the year before that was when Burt Reynolds passed away. So I'm on, like, I, I, everything regarding my costume, which, if you don't know, is Norm MacDonald on Saturday Night Live in Celebrity Jeopardy dressing up as Burt Reynolds, who dresses up then as, as uh, Turd Ferguson. Uh, there's a lot of layers to it, but if you don't know, I got the red shirt, the big foam hat, the bolo tie, the black leather jacket. It's just, it can't stop now. It's perfect. What else am I going to use this hat for? Okay. I know people like it's common. You do a different, uh, costume every year, but I'm just sitting here saying like, why, why do I need a different costume? Cause this one's kick ass. 
and I just feel like I love Jeopardy, and uh, I think it's a great costume. So I don't know if I'm going to go out at all. I have to make some calls, see if anything's going on. But I surely will get into costume, at least at home, uh, to at least snap a quick photo for you all. Um, so that's basically what's going on today. I'm going to get ready here to uh, head up to Evanston, wearing purple already. Got a hat, got my Northwestern pullover, and uh, looking forward to it. You know, I, it's it's the sort of thing where it's like I really don't give a damn about what happens in this game. Um I just hope it's competitive. I hope it's watchable. And uh, I just kind of want to hang out. You know, I haven't been to a football game at any level in two years. And I like football. So that's what that's what we're going to do, okay? So I made a Halloween poem for you. And I'm going to read it live on air. And that's going to be it. We'll, you know, get our... Our music going here, and uh, that'll play us out. One thing I might do, let me see what I can pull up right now here on YouTube. See if I, four new emails. What? This is not appropriate. Um, Oh, Pizza Hut wants me to tell them. Okay, let me just tell you about my Pizza Hut experience last night. And then it's going to be a a minute, I promise. I'm walking home from uh, a bar. Uh, I went out to... uh, get a beer with my friend Haley Benson, who you know was on our show in season one. And actually, they opened up a, speaking of Evanston, they opened up a second Smiley Brothers location in Lakeview, literally below her building. Um, so we went there because I love Smiley Bros up in Evanston. So they, they have a new location, a second location now. So I went there uh, to check it out, that location for the first time. And then on the way home, I picked up a pizza and now I'm getting an email from Pizza Hut saying, tell us about your order. That 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 Pizza Hut at Clark, Wellington, and Halstead, kind of where the Binnies is, it's always a little bit like you always, you walk in there, there's a ton of like cardboard boxes stacked everywhere. and just looks like they don't have any idea what's going on in there. But tonight was the pinnacle of like, oof, I don't know if they were just understaffed or what, but I literally show up there and there's like a line out the door of people just waiting to like pick up their orders and then get in there and I tell them, you know, I was probably like waiting a grand total of 20 minutes from the time I got there to the time I actually like talked to a person. And so I'm like, okay, I'm picking up for this one. They go in the back and you can see where the pizzas come out. There's just like a whole horde or a slew of pizzas just like that have gone through the oven, the conveyor belt, and are just like sitting there just getting massacred, waiting to get boxed up. And one of my my pizza was one of those, and it was like in the Godfather, like look how they massacred my boy. I can't do. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't do. Um, what's his name? Uh, who plays Who plays the Godfather? Not De Niro, not Pacino, the uh, the OG, the Capo. Okay, what's his name? Brando, Marlon Brando. Look how they massacred my boy. I've only seen it once or twice okay and i haven't worked on the accent accents but yeah so i don't think they i don't think they want me to tell them about my experience because it was uh definitely spooky okay but back to spooky um let's see if we can get like halloween noises just to play on the phone while i'm um while i'm reading this poem that's only going to last about a minute because it's not very long. (laughs) 
But let's let's see if we can get that. Oh, we got to get through. Okay. Got to get through the Jake from State Farm ad first. I'm not playing that on my podcast. I'm not giving State Farm any free advertising. Okay. Here we go. Scary Sounds of Halloween. And here's my poem. It's called Ghosts and Goblins by Quinn F., age 26. And rather than playing our, our music, I will just give you like two minutes of these spooky sounds. And that'll be a great way to just close up our Halloween spooktacular. Ooh, that's spooky. Okay, here we go. Ghosts and goblins gather around. Listen up here. Don't make a sound. If you do, I'll pound you down. Bury your bones deep in the ground. Ghosts and goblins, super spooky. Witches and bitches, all being kooky. Hordes of gremlins, they're sure fluky. Halloween scales, they're from Suzuki. Ghosts and goblins and gargoyles, ooh. Sneak up behind you, then yell, boo. Ghastly haunter and Gengar, too. Trade to evolve them, then you'll rule. Ghosts and goblins haunt the night. Headless horseman gives you a fright. Stroke of midnight, let's take flight. It's a Halloween poem, this much I write. Happy Halloween. I'll check in on you next time.